Greetings. Hello. Uh, today is Saturday, yep. November 14th, 2009. It is the ba the Dave and Gwen Baby Boomer Show. How long has it been since so we broadcast? Oh, I don't know. We say that every time. It's Saturday night. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost 10 o'clock at night. Yep. We're sitting here with our sweet little dog who we adore more than anything. Oh, my God. Or, or, we our, just, son, well, or our Well, of course, too. but... Oh my god, we love this dog. She, she's the sweetest little schnauzer. Mm -hmm. uh, she was severely handicapped Get over here. last Get year. Over here. Get over here. And, and what did you just say about that? About how you love her more because of what she's done? I just, you know, she's got, she's, it's kind of hard to describe her because when, she, you know, for whatever reason she was paralyzed and she regained, you know, a lot of that back, but it's it's so funny. I don't even know how to describe it. When you when she runs, <laughs> she's got range of motion, but when she runs, it's like her rear end tries to catch up <laughs> with her front. It's like a like a like a tractor trailer that that's that you, is kind of out of control. Well, she it's just just to refresh. She actually um, quit licking. She was fine, and she just oh, had yeah. sudden paralysis of her hind legs and. They think her disc popped up and caused pressure on her vertebral um, column, and she has some recovery, but she still has a lot of uh, weakness in the, but, the but left she, leg. Oh, but she, yeah, but she does. Yeah. You know, she runs. Well, her biggest problem is her poops. Yeah, she, she, she's incontinent of poops most, at times. Most canines, that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, listening public, but when a dog defecates, it stops and uh, defecates. Our dog. Not Molly. <laughs> As she's walking, she... <laughs> she just squat a little bit. Not at all. <laughs> it's so cute. we got to get pictures oh, of it. Oh, God. It's kind of like this little squat walk. And she has a little turd come out. It's so cute. Well, here's something else we can bring up. Is I, you know, for those of you that do have dogs, uh, this dog may die of, or will die of something, but it certainly is not going to be colon cancer. <laughs> the amount of fecal matter that comes out of this dog... And she's only, what, 22 pounds? It's just... And she doesn't eat very much. She eats once a day her dry dog food, and we give her the treats once in a while during the day. But the, but the were, amount of stuff that comes out of the back end of this thing... We, we just cannot tell you what a sweetheart she is. <laughs> She, she just brings a lot of happiness. You know, to makes me proud as a dad. <laughs> anyway, so what we wanted to talk about were two things. Um, just the, two? Yeah, two main things. Mm -hmm. Well, we could talk about the movie we saw tonight. But my father, who is 84 years old, is uh, very ill right now. And we've been dealing with that. He, he This guy is amazing. He is... You know, a two to three pack a day smoker since the age of 16. And he was just recently hospitalized for E. coli in his blood and his, in his urine. And as a result, he became, the diagnosis is called failure to thrive. He just became weaker and weaker and weaker. And what does failure to thrive mean? Yeah, it, it's generally, failure to thrive is normally in a child, the diagnosis, but you do see it uh, uh, commonly, uh, or occasionally in adults, mm -hmm. but it, particularly with advanced cancers and where they just kind of stop eating and... Um, it's a general... Yeah, and, and the thing is, he just, he, see, he has a will to live, he just has no appetite, mm -hmm. he just has no interest in eating, mm -hmm. but he says he wants to live and he has every hope to, to survive. 
But, but anyway, that's kind of what we're going through with him, and he's in a convalescent care center. But the other thing I wanted us to talk about in, in just a few minutes is, is what we experienced today. You want to tell them about it? Well, Gwen got, uh, got us hooked and, and, and tuned into this uh, an organization called Medical Reserve Corps. And and I don't even know how to what the yeah I I don't know if they're a national corporation or state yeah I don't know um, but anyway go ahead so anyway but you could better talk, talk about this they they are a, a group of folks who get together that that are together as an organized group I think through the direction of the the county health here. no they help support. County yeah. Health Department, but they're actually out of the state. I, I don't know if they're state. Yeah, that's a good question. But they respond. I don't know if they're state or federal. It, it's, kind of, it's interesting. They kind of respond kind of like the Red Cross, to, kind of. Yeah, to disasters. Kind of. Kind of. It's real interesting. I don't have any medical background at all, but I am able to participate in, 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 in the non-medical stuff. Yeah, you're more than a logistics team. And it, I'm as an RN, I serve as different disasters. For example, when we had a major fire in Santa Barbara, I helped distribute um, the, the masks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, a, year, a year ago, the tea fire. Right. No, no. I, that was during the Hesacita fire. Oh. But I got involved in it through the state of California as part of you know, a call for disaster mm-hmm. for nurses to um, be on an on-call sort of list. And then we found out that they were also looking for people such as, such as Dave to help, and he was real concerned that he would not know, yeah. you know, what his needs were. Obviously, because I don't have. And he was busier than me today. So what? What they did is they actually had an H one N one. A clinic. Clinic down in Carpinteria, which is a town a little bit south of us, um, where they, you know, the state of California right now has specific guidelines to the public health department on who gets H one N one, and this was. Pregnant women. Um, the criteria: pregnant, go ahead. pregnant, pregnant women, children from six months to eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, parents of children that with kids under six, under months, six old, months old, and as well um, as healthcare workers. Uh, healthcare workers that have direct patient care. Right. Yeah. Those are the the target groups. That so I was doing screening to determine if the people qualified and what because there's different types of inoculations that they would get. She actually had the most important position. Oh yes, I'm a very important person. Uh, so that was my job. And Dave, what what were you involved with? I uh, I crowd control and and answering questions and you know. It was really fun. Um, yeah, we both. It was so cool because we were both there. That we we were just talking about how we loved the idea that we were doing community service together. Yeah. And uh, you know, we both had our little assignment, and you know, they give you a backpack with all this equipment, and we had our, our matching T-shirts on, and mm-hmm. very fresh chic. Yeah, it was really an interesting experience today. It was so nice to be able to know that you were helping families who have kids with respiratory disorders and then when they at around three hours in they opened it up to adults which that presented a whole bunch of problems for me not for you why because people then at that point because they there were preferred groups that were getting these inoculations and then it was decided that that they did have some excess so the decision was made at at one o'clock to open it up to um, any any, anybody, any any healthy adult, and it was a lot of the parents who went back and learned. Right, and a lot of people were coming by then, but then 
you know, we kind of had to do the two separate lines because um, even though we were offering it to the healthy adults, if somebody came up that met the the, uh, the the criteria, the the preferred criteria, we had to I had to slough them up. Oh, you know, well, they got slough them up to the front of the lines, which people for a pregnant are, woman, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And they only had uh, what about eight hundred and fifty inoculations. So it got toward the and tail end. And we finished there. them. Yeah. Well, there were more people than. <laughs> so they actually they actually finished them within that time frame. We turned away about a dozen there at the tail end that were in the queue. But still, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it it really was a neat experience. Um, and I just did a, a a little Twitter and a Facebook post that said that you know if you get H one N one, the World Health Organization is suggesting that the people who are who are in need for Tamiflu or the the retrovirals are people who are obese, people with you know severe health conditions and so on. So you know you really do want to check with the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know I, I just person Dave and I ended up getting our swine flu shot. Um, I I just think you know check your public health department, and your community, talk to your physician. Um, I do think this is something that we yeah. as uh, as, a, as community members and Americans, we need to be stay on top of. Mm-hmm. Then go ahead. At the movie we saw today, we thought we would conclude our our, mm-hmm. our podcast with the movie we saw today. We saw 2012, and I I found a parallel to 2012 to what we saw today, Ooh. in the sense that 2012 essentially creates arcs at the end from different <laughs> yeah. countries. Of who you know, of select few who will survive this uh, apocalyptic uh, ex- event. event, and I saw that today with the distribution of this of the H one N one vaccine. Mm-hmm. In that you know, we were deciding who and who would not get this. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of um, you know, yeah. a lot of parallel to it. But go ahead. Oh no, just. Um this movie too was very low budget. I'm sure. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Yeah, um, I'm also going to toss in a couple of other movies you may or may not agree. Uh, one you'll agree on. Go see Paranormal Activity. Oh yes. And please, if you like the Coen Brothers, go see A Serious Man. I didn't like that. So I, I'd give uh, the Coen Brothers two two thumbs and two toes up. If you the like Paranormal Activity was fun. It was like you sat on the edge of your chair and. I mean, you look at that movie, it costs $15,000 to make. And this that's, one, this, this one cost oh, a trillion. Yeah. yeah. So, I think, that, I think that's all we have for tonight. And, uh, well, kind of a little minutiae, but... Yeah, as, as you get ready for your Thanksgiving holiday. If you celebrate it. You know, say a little prayer for my father, whoever you pray to, whatever higher power, uh, and for our family. Um, he's not doing very well. He's lost a lot of weight. He has a diagnosis called failure to thrive. And he's probably yes. on the back nine, and it's yeah. a short nine. But we're we're hoping, we're hoping. Yep. So that's it. I love you, Dave. I love you, Gwenny. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye now. <laughs>